Tatum, and today we're going to be talking with Liz. All right, so what kind of art do you do? Well, I do uh, mosaics and uh, stained glass and a combination of the two, actually. Um, and how did you get involved with art? So in my younger years in high school and into college, I always liked crafting and doing things I didn't have the ability to paint or draw or anything, and I always wanted to, but so I, I did decoupage and I stenciled and I painted frames and I, I was always kind of busy um, doing things. And then I was away for a semester at UMass Amherst and I drove past a, um, a shop called the Stained Glass Castle. And I said, oh, and I ended up pulling in and I signed up for one class, which led into two and three and four. So I took four classes back to back um, for stained glass uh, while I was there that semester. So, and so that's kind of where it started. And then I started learning about mosaics because people would do stepping stones with the glass and, and things of that nature. So I started looking into it and then I fell into the Picassette um, technique of mosaics, which is utilizing broken china, because I'm a bit of a collector, treasure hunter, yard sailor, antiquer, you know, so it all kind of made sense to use the two, you know, so I would, with both passions, so it was like I was able to hunt for things, and then I was able to break them, and then create beautiful tabletops, and frames, and mirrors, and so I kind of got back, just stuck with the mosaics and then actually moved here. This is years later, I moved here and I got a part-time job working for an artist in Pawtucket, Alan Metnick, doing stained glass, so fabricating his ideas and his designs. And so that kind of sparked things again. And so now I incorporate the two. So I do, some of my work is broken china along with stained glass. So it's, they're both wrapped together in copper foil and lead-free solder. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and how did you kind of discover mosaics? I know you took classes. What kind of drew you towards those classes? So I was, I was living on Nantucket at the time, and I was able to work really hard in the summers, you know, doubles and save money, and I was able to travel. And I grew up in New York, um, my folks uh, were only about half hour from New York City, so I researched different mosaic artists that I could study with, and I found uh, Valerie Carmet, who who specializes in the Picasset, and so and I loved her work. So once I took that class with her, and I made this beautiful twenty-four inch tabletop, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like. I'm in. This is like crazy. And I was like all about breaking plates. That's all I did was just break plates, break plates, break plates and make things. And I ended up, I was able to like, I hung my work in a couple of restaurants on Nantucket and it, it just, and I, I still like to take mosaic workshops. Um, I actually took one at uh, Sweetberry Farm in 2014 with Martin Sheik. He came for like a weekend and He's a well-known British um, mosaic artist, so so I'm always on the I'm on the, always on the lookout. I like being around other people that 
enjoy the mosaic process and so I get to see what their ideas are and how they come to life and so you get to watch them while you do yours and it's like it's yeah the best of both worlds because you get to see like a bunch of different things kind of unfold so yeah that must be really interesting um is there any person that particularly influenced your part artistic pursuit um i i don't believe so no just always admired art and the ability to paint and draw and all of that which i wasn't able to do so um but no one in particular yeah um so what motivates your art well that's a good question what motivates my art i ask myself that all the time like <laughs> why why do I keep doing, why am I, why do I always do this? Like I go, it's like, you know, an ebb and flow. Like, so I'm into it and then you get discouraged or you just, you just wonder why. And, but I always come back to it. I can't not do it. So, so I'm just, that's what I, I just, I'm just doing it right now. So whenever I ask myself that question, I'm like, well, there's a reason. There's a reason why you've carried around all of these, my huge, China collection of 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I've moved that around with myself like multiple times and and it's yeah, it continues to grow in different ways. So now I'm starting to think about doing work with prisms, you know, with my glass and the and the broken china. I started doing lamps, um like pyramid style lamps. Wanted to get into jewelry boxes. So I, my mind is always thinking and I'm always wanting to do other things because well that ties into the struggling artist thing so you know you have so many ideas such little time and funds so you can't support yourself as a full-time artist to do all these things that you want to do yeah. so you have to work full-time and then you're limited on time so it's you have to kind of find that happy place where you can do everything as best you can which is never enough but you still do it <laughs> yeah. yeah um so what inspires your art a little similar to what motivates but are there any specific scenes imagery that inspire you well so I find now that I'm always looking at things and I'm always like oh I wonder what that would look like in glass or so I'm always looking at things differently now, but one of the things that I really liked about broken um, China mosaics is the connection that it has with people. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a China collector. I love it. I love the floral patterns. I love the different styles. I mean, it's like endless the options. There's so many. There's. It's just every time I go treasure hunting, I come across a pattern I haven't seen. And then I come across patterns that I always see. And But I also have some connections with some China from my family. But I also feel like people just love it. And sometimes it's a, it's a related thing, like, you know, their mom had her, it was their grandma's China, or it just brings back a memory or, so I, I kind of, I kind of like the connection kind of that kind of inspires me so I I try to come up with different ways for people to utilize the china you know with my ornaments their birds or cats or I do Rhode Island state and 
New York State and Nantucket, so I'll do different states out of the China, but it's so it's like a combination of the China, which could have a memory attached and a place. Yeah, and those personal connections must be really interesting to explore with your work. I'm sure that's cool. Yeah, so I, I like that part of it. So kind of switching gears, what obstacles have you faced in the pursuit of your art? We discussed it a little bit um, yeah. earlier on, but... Yes, it's just trying to find that that happy medium. You know, I don't know the, the business part of it or the marketing part of it. I just try to share what I do and hope, you know, that people like it. And so that's a little bit of an obstacle for me. But like I said, I continue to keep going, um, having this time, having enough time to, to create what you want to create without the worry of, you know, everyday life, you know, and getting ahead. So having to work and then do part-time, your own part-time work. Yeah, for sure. Those are the struggles. And kind of similar to this question, do you think that you have had to deal with the stereotype of the struggling artist? And if so, how do you deal with it? Well, I mean, I just, it's, the only way that I've had to deal with it is just myself, my internal struggle. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I, that's how I see the struggle. Um, but like I said, there's a, there's a reason why I just keep pushing through. So, cause it makes me happy working with my hands and making things happen makes me happy. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so can you describe your workspace a bit? Is it neat, messy, the tools you use? Okay. So my workspace is in my basement. Okay. And I don't know if you've had a chance to see my Instagram, but I do have some photos, some video of my plate collection. Um, but it's kind of dark because it's in the basement. So, I mean, I have light, but it's, I wish it was a bright, happy space, but, um, so it's the whole span of my house. So I have lots of different workspaces. It's the perimeter is full of plates and I have a section of my glass collection that always seems to grow as well because you can't pass up a nice piece of glass. So you just have to have it even though you don't have anything in mind for it yet, but that's what happens. Um, and then if you can imagine, I'm breaking things all the time. So it could be a little messy because I have a lot of pieces that I can't throw away because I'm going to use them, can't let them go. So I have Homer buckets, like five pound buckets of, you know, things that I'll have to sort through and figure out and hold on to and maybe use someday, maybe I won't, but. So not, it's not the clean, it's not, it's not tidy because there's just a lot of stuff. Do you like to listen to music when you work at all or do you like it to be more silent? It, I go in stages with that. Yep. I prefer silence now only because sometimes you're just so busy like at work, at my full-time position, I, we, there's always music and you're always busy and so sometimes it's kind of relaxing to be working and watching something, you know, come to life and just have the calmness of the quiet. 
you know. Definitely. And then sometimes you just want to listen yeah. <laughs> and not think about one thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and is there a specific time of day that you work best or is it just kind of whenever you get inspiration? Yeah, whenever I get inspiration. Um, typically, you know, during the day, though, it's, it's a better uh, time for me to be productive. Oh. And then the thinking can happen at night. Yeah, definitely. The pattern making, the I want to come up with this, I want to do that, or, you know, or looking online to get my prisms, you know, just all that back work, I guess. Yeah. And how do you decide what you're going to work on next? You kind of have a long list of projects that you uh, want to get to or? It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Um, I guess it's what I get most excited about and that will get pushed to the front. Yeah. So the prisons is what's on my mind right now. And that's, that's head of the list. So top of the list. Cool. So what is the ultimate goal for your art? What do you want it to be or mean to your audience? Well, like I have seems to be like my, my, my thread here is the, the connection. I mean, as with any art, like, you know, someone sees something and they find, they feel a connection to it. Yeah. And it could be any kind of art, right? So I'd like to know that someone, you know, had to have it and they have it in their home hanging in the window and the one the, the light comes through or they have an ornament hanging on the tree and it reminds them of their trip to somewhere or well those are all my questions thank you so much for being with us today